Meanwhile, while they think about filling up hockey arenas in Montreal, here in Toronto, well, we still can't even get a haircut. And many salons arguing enough is enough, that it is past time, it is finally time to allow them to open, that they can do it, they can do it safely, and they say it is time with the numbers and the vaccination rates where they're at, it is time to allow them to reopen. And they actually have an ally uh, with them. Uh, here is Brampton Mayor uh, Patrick Brown. Here was his argument for allowing hair salons to reopen. Many people on TV, their hair is long and they look disheveled. Hey, 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 wait a minute. Mary, I'm trying not to take that personally from uh, Brampton Mayor uh, Patrick Brown, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. How can I not? <laughs> Well, I know because you're on TV every morning, and uh, I know we also hear Alan Carter, who does the uh, anchors the evening news for Global as well, saying, people are commenting on my hair. I cannot do anything about it. And, you know, you do see it. I mean, the mayor of Toronto is on TV right now, and he keeps talking about it as well. So, you know, I, I think that hopefully that will encourage things to move forward so all the TV personalities can look like they used to. You know, I was uh, I got Tori on in the monitor here in the studio as well, and uh, I was just wondering, you know, is he worried about cutting his own hair because, I don't know, people won't believe him, particularly if uh, he does a good job? Like, I mean, if he comes out and he's got a, a really nice-looking uh, haircut, nobody's going to believe he did it himself. <laughs> Right, some sort of backyard black market or something like that. And uh, certainly the mayor of the city of Toronto does not want anybody to think that. So I think a lot of politicians as well who are on TV are going around with the long locks and uh, in need of some, uh, definitely some hairdo love. Well, it's funny. We were talking about this on the morning show earlier today because we had our beauty expert, Janine Holmes, on uh, with us. And it's really brought back kind of because everybody's been growing their hair out now. Because, well, you have to, because the hair salons have been closed. It is really bringing back uh, kind of the hairstyles of the 80s, and they're becoming, uh, you know, in fashion, in vogue again. Hey, uh, bring it on. Hang on a second. I'm thinking <laughs> back to the hairdo I had in the 80s. Maybe not. Hmm. Uh, we see. showed an old photo of me from 87. You should have seen the helmet. The helmet on this guy. Oh, my goodness. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's getting to that point uh, once again. But uh, Janine gave me a, a great tip that I should pass along to uh, Alan and to John Tory as well. Uh, two words, molding paste, molding paste. Oh. That is your friend. Product, product, product. Yeah. There you go. Good <laughs> advice. See, I, I'm finding it's the sides, right? I mean, that's where uh, things get really out of control. So if you just lather on a little paste, both fingers on the side and then you're good you're fine you at least got some sort of shape some definition to your hairdo and, and mellow out those wings that keep flying up hey right <laughs> keep it under control okay there's concern not only over hair but also uh, makeup in this country and there's a new warning out today when it comes to uh, makeup makeup products and what to makes up those uh, products. And joining us uh, for more on this is uh, David Andrews. He's a senior scientist with the Environmental Working Group, and he joins us now here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. David, good afternoon. Appreciate you joining us. Good afternoon. Pleasure to speak with you today. All right. Give us a little uh, background here. Uh, why are uh, the uh, warning bells being uh, sounded here over uh, makeup products in this country? 
So this is, the, the warning bells are about a, a new research study that came out um, in the United States and, and actually tested products from both the United States and, and from Canada. And they were looking for particular chemicals in, in cosmetic products, in particular PFAS, or they're often called forever chemicals. These are the chemicals that were originally used to make Teflon and Scotchgard coatings. Um, we're now learning that these chemicals are extremely potent, toxic to our bodies uh, at incredibly low concentrations. And this new study actually found them in half of the products they tested, um, which, which is really quite shocking. Uh, the vast majority of those products didn't list them on the ingredient labels. So consumers wouldn't even necessarily know they're, they're in these products. Mm. Now, what do uh, PFAS, uh, what are they being uh, used for in makeup? What exactly uh, do they do? Uh, how do they enhance the product? That's a great question. And, and the authors speculate that their presence in many of these products is for um, adding uh, waterproof or making them last longer. Um, they've been also, some, some companies advertise their use to make products um, feel better on the skin or smooth the skin. So there's a, a few different functions that these ingredients may be playing in products. But ultimately, these are really chemicals that should not be in our cosmetics at all. As you mentioned, uh, they're toxins. They're, they're toxic. Uh, what is the uh, danger when it comes to PFAS? So actually exposure to PFAS has been linked to a wide range of health effects, a number of different types of cancer, high cholesterol impacts to pregnancy and development. And at very low concentrations, they actually reduce the effectiveness of vaccines. And I know no one wants that right now. No, 100%, not at all. So how did these end up in our makeup? And why is there, as you mentioned earlier, it's not listed uh, on the ingredients. I mean, why is there not a, a warning or at the very least a, a list of ingredients that you would see that? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I mean, there, there are a few products that do list this on the ingredient label. We think those should stop being sold as soon as possible. We don't think these are ingredients that, that deserve a place in the product. For the rest of these cosmetics, it's unclear where, where these contaminants are coming from, um, whether they're intentionally added and just not labeled, or if they um, maybe contaminants that are in the manufacturing process, maybe the storage containers. These chemicals are really widely used in society and in, in, in many consumer products. And, and it is possible that contamination is ending up in the final product, but it really highlights that these companies need to be doing much more to ensure that these chemicals aren't aren't in their products. These are not. This is not something people should be applying to their lips, their eyes, or their skin. Well, I was going to say this has got serious, serious uh, health uh, consequences or possible health consequences because when you think about uh, makeup, it's something that you're right. You put on your skin, it goes uh, into your pores, and it's something you wear for hours at a time, day after day after day. It's very fairly serious, and not only that, when people cleanse or they take that makeup off, I mean, that makeup and those pafas, uh, they go into the water system, no? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, this is just really an unnecessary exposure. We already know that people are overexposed to these chemicals um, based on health effects we see in the general population. And that's because these chemicals already contaminate drinking water, uh, the food supply to a certain extent. And this is just completely unnecessary. So what is the recommendation here? Uh, do any and all makeup products that contain these PFAS, uh, is it your recommendation that uh, they be taken off store shelves immediately? Well, we've actually supported legislation in the United States that was just introduced uh, yesterday also that would ban the use of these ingredients in cosmetic products. 
Um, and then we also think that the cosmetic companies themselves should do much more testing of their supply chain and their finished product to ensure that they're not selling products with contamination. And is this just kind of the tip of the iceberg? Is there the possibility that there's more contaminants, more toxins and products other than uh, makeup that consumers might not be aware of? Yeah, that's a great question. For these PFAS chemicals or these Teflon and nonstick chemicals, we know they're widespread in textiles, food wrappers, um, and, and, and now cosmetics. And so it is quite possible they're in more consumer products and, and, and we're unknowingly exposed to these. Um, so this, this is a, a piece of the puzzle, I, I would say, um, but it's definitely one that's quite concerning because of the direct skin application. Without a doubt. Uh, just finally, David, have we heard from uh, the Canadian government, our government on this side of the border at all about this? I, I have not heard anything. Um, I, may, I may have missed it, but as far as I know, we have not heard anything from, from the Canadian government, um, nor the Food and Drug Administration in the United States. All right. Well, we will continue to watch the story with interest. David, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for, uh, for joining us in the update on this. A pleasure speaking with you. All right. David Andrews is a senior scientist for the Environmental Working Group that has looked into makeup uh, both in the United States and in this country. And as you, as you just heard, some uh, serious uh, concerns when it comes to uh, toxins and contaminants that uh, you should know about.